On today's Into Your Head podcast, fertilizer versus sugar, dealing with black holes, the value of building your house in a hole, identifying natural gas in a bar, and more. There's also a new vehicle for a toy's finest fictional newsreader, Sonia Groiga. Join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 674. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of... Uh, topics coming out of this... Oh, uh, this uh, almost empty two-litre bottle of Linden Village 6% Irish Cider. Uh, leftover from several nights ago. Uh, don't know why it's in here in the studio. Uh, this is not a... It's not a frigging bar. It's not for drinking alcohol. This is a place for drinking caffeine. It's not a place for drinking alcohol. If I wanted to drink alcohol, uh, for one thing, you can't drink alcohol. It's a gas or something, isn't it? You have to put, put it. You have to form the alcohol inside a beverage to drink drink the beverage, and you consume the alcohol as part of that. Uh, but you don't just drink alcohol. You don't just pour alcohol into a frigging glass and pour it down your gullet. If you do, you die. You die. You get poisoned by alcoholic poison. It's just like if you were to drink uh, pure fertilizer, you'd probably die as well. That's why if you're going to drink far fertilizer, stir it into your coffee or something uh, instead of sugar. Oh, you could just, I suppose you could just uh, have sugar as well. It's cheaper. Sugar is cheaper than fertilizer. I don't I suppose. How much fertilizer would you put in the cup? Maybe only half a spoon or something. And fertilizer probably comes in uh, bags of several kilos. A bag of sugar just comes in a freaking kilo bag. Uh, so I suppose you have to do the maths, and but also do the also do the medical research to find out whether it's going to kill you, and also do the nutritional research, and also find out what it tastes like. Uh, not by tasting it though. Uh, find uh, find some evidence. Uh, I suppose you have to look up on the internet and find someone who has consumed fertilizer and survived long enough to describe the taste. Uh, maybe it doesn't have a taste. Maybe it's like natural gas. They put ad- advertisements on the television here saying. Uh, natural gas doesn't have a smell uh, but for your safety we've added a smell to it I'd say the gas company so if you smell oh if you smell the fake smell that they've added to natural gas uh, you should call their emergency hotline and say I smell uh, something or other I smell uh, artificial uh, smellatives which you've presumably added to my gas to prevent me from getting killed in my sleep uh, presumably smelling can you wake up can you wake up from your sleep if you smell something I don't know. I know you wake up if you hear an alarm or something, but if you smell something, how would that? I don't know. I've never woken up because of smelling something. Why would you do? There's more to life than getting distracted from your sleep by smelling things. Uh, people are getting a bit obsessed over this to say, oh, I can smell something. Well, just stop smelling it. Breathe through your mouth or point your nose in a different direction or just ignore the smell. You don't have to think about this. You can think about breathe. You can breathe uh, non-stop for your entire life. 
and most of the time you don't even think about breathing. So do the same with smelling. Don't think about what you're smelling. Just uh, go on autopilot with your smellular uh, activities and uh, just, well, oh, just uh, wake up if you smell something dangerous. Well, no, you don't have to be concentrating on your smells all the time. And oh no, there's more to life than that. Anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Two gases walk into a bar. One of the gases goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, I smell something. Does anyone else smell something? And one of the patrons at the bar says, Yes, I smell something too. Do you want to know? You probably want to know what it is, do you? Uh, or maybe you just want confirmation that it's not just you that's smelling it. In which case, you've got it. I smell something too. But we should probably compare notes to make sure that we're smelling the same thing because for all you know I could be just smelling whiskey and you could be smelling a nuclear bomb or something I don't know uh, so what are you smelling or maybe do you want me to tell you what I'm smelling first I don't know well, how do you want to work this and the barman says uh, I think you've had enough to drink there uh, Bill if you don't mind me saying so and Bill says oh I don't mind you saying so at all I know when to stop though uh, the, the founder of AA was called Bill and he knew when to stop as well. Uh, well, he learned how to stop after several years of nearly killing himself, but he knew how to stop too, and I'm named after him so I know when to stop. Uh, I know I should have stopped a few minutes ago. I know when to stop, I just haven't stopped. Uh, I suppose that's probably what you mean. Uh, yeah, that I do stop. You want me to You want me to follow through and stop? I suppose that's reasonable. Uh, Mr. Look at me, I'm all sensible even though I make money out of selling alcohol to people like me. Uh, fair enough. And the man behind the bar says, does anyone else smell anything? And someone else goes, no. And the barman said, are you speaking for everyone? And the man says, no, I'm just saying I don't smell anything. Well, that's not the question I asked, the barman says. He says, I was asking, does anyone else smell anything? And uh, the patron says, how are we supposed to respond to that? Do you want us all to go around and compare notes and then nominate a representative like a, like a lead juror in a court? to say no nobody else smells anything uh, I don't know uh, maybe a better way of doing this would be to say if anyone smells anything please make yourself known now uh, although of course you'd still have the issue of not being able to confirm whether everyone heard the question uh, but no I don't be asking us does anyone smell anything what the freaking hell you're just to organise us ourselves into no 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 for a start half of us are drunk uh, but try and bear that in mind the barman says, fair enough. Uh, well, I smell gas. Does anybody else smell gas? And one of the other patrons says, uh, gas doesn't have a smell. And the barman says, I know that, but the gas company adds a smell to it, an artificial smell. And uh, that's the smell I'm talking about. Does anyone else smell the artificial smell? And the uh, uh, patron says, uh, I don't know. What would that smell like? And the barman said, it would smell like what we can smell now, uh, if you can smell it and if you're smelling it you know and the man behind the bar says do you have some special television that puts out special commercials that has, has smells coming out of them sample smells that you can sniff and scratch off your screen or something and the barman says Christ I should know better than to ask, than to, uh, ask a load of drunks uh, to ask a simple question that affects their safety and one of the, one of the patrons says oh none taken and the barman says I beg your pardon 
button. Uh, he says, no offence taken. He just called us a load of drunks, but no offence taken. At least not by me. I can't speak for everyone else. And the barman says, you're the same fellow who made that smart horse comment about the jurors. And the barman, the patron says, indeed I am. Indeed I am. I say more than one thing during an evening, you know. You're allowed to say more than one thing in this life. And the barman says, well, you won't be saying much more if we don't sort out this gas smell that I think I may smell. I go to contact the emergency services. And he contacts the emergency services. He does 999, uh, unless he's in America, in which case he does 991 or 911, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not familiar. I haven't memorized the main items of the uh, of the government section of the phone book from America. I uh, don't know. No, I don't even have a phone book anymore. I still get delivered a phone book every year. I go straight in the bin. That's great if your recycle bin is full of light papers and you need something to weigh it down at the end of the week on the windy day. Uh, anyway, uh, the barman rings up 999 and he says, ah, hello, I think I smell gas in my bar. And the 911 fella says, ah, sir, gas doesn't have a smell. And the barman says, Christ, are you drinking too? And the 999 fella says, absolutely not, sir. Uh, now, do you have any serious questions? Or, uh, is this an emergency? And the man behind the bar says, Indeed, it is an emergency. I've got a bar full of members of the public here, and I've got a. I smell gas. Now, I know you're a bit thick, so you don't know that they put a special smell in gas to give it an odour because it's odourless, uh, but that's what I smell. I think, at least I'm not sure. And the um, man on the 999 says, Is there anyone else there you could check with to sniff it uh, in your bar and ask them if they agree with you? And the barman says, I tried that, but they're all fucking drunk. They're of no use to me or you. At least I'm sober. You can be damn sure to hell is Christ of that. And the 999 fella says, Oh, I've no way of confirming that, sir. I suppose you should probably send round some gas people. Uh, you probably should have contacted the gas company directly because they have an emergency line and uh, oh, the man behind the bar says I'll bear that in mind for next time although I'm hoping there won't be a next time if I get this sorted out properly and the 999 fella says oh that's a reasonable aspiration I suppose uh, anyway uh, the emergency services are underway and the great night is had by all you're listening to Into Your Head hosted by Neil Ireland's version of the Octomom Except he's a dude. And has cats. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash into your head pod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash into your head podcast. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, Christ, nah, that's a load. That's horse shit. That's a load of horse shit. What he's just been saying. Uh, gases wouldn't walk into a bar. They just, oh, they've just sort of flow in without even thinking about it. They just naturally fill up the space that's there. A bit like water. Does gas behave the same as water? I don't know. You can drown in water. That's all I know. You can't drown in the gas. And uh, does water, or does gas fill up? Uh, 
hatch does it spread to fill up the area available to it like water does I don't know does it really matter I don't know uh, well anyway you're thinking gas wouldn't walk into a bar well it's a metaphor it's a metaphor for uh, well if you can't figure out what it's a metaphor for uh, then I'm not doing my job properly here uh, so if you can't figure out what it's a metaphor for or you think you know what it's a metaphor for but you want to check uh, check with let me feel free to contact me and let me know uh, I'm free I'm available to answer any queries you may have on this uh, studio at intoyourhead.com oh that reminds me uh, if you go listen to the Into Your Head Extras and Reruns channel uh, separate podcast uh, you'll find Nit listener Mitch uh, has his podcasting debut just gone up uh, 17 minutes of Mitch t- discussing every topic under the sun in a fine Australian accent or in, wherever I don't know New Zealand accent wherever it is I don't know uh, I've been watching MasterChef New Zealand recently as well as MasterChef Australia so I'm starting to learn the differences between the two accents and uh, New, New Zealanders uh, mispronounce everything they say oh I'm going to mispronounce everything they say oh lick uh, lick at me uh, in speaking uh, New Zealandish uh, at least they could have the decency to call it a different don't call it English if you're not going to say it in English call it something else uh, they do the Chinese do a great doing that they have a couple of different types of Chinese uh, they are the exact same words written down but they just say them speak differently uh, they have the they have the decency to just call it a different language you Americans should do that as well if you're going to pronounce words wrong uh, call it American don't call it English uh, just say it's American it's loosely based on the English language uh, from back when oh back when you people were occupying us uh, we didn't have a unlike the Irish we didn't have our own language to fall back on and destroy later uh, but no no where we go where are we go now I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about do you know what I'm talking about you probably do you probably do you've been listening to this for several years now you understand every word that comes out of my gob even though I may say it in a difficult to listen to accent uh, you understand me because you got used to it you got used to it you've been listening to this since 2006 or 2007 or 2008 or 2009 or 2010 or 2011 or 2012 or yesterday uh, one of those options uh, so you've had a while to get used to me now unless you're in the option where you started listening to me yesterday in which case uh, you've some explaining to do because there wasn't a podcast yesterday the previous previous podcast came out oh when was it friday or saturday i don't know uh, one of those i don't suppose you could be listening to it uh in arrears uh, which you shouldn't be you should be keeping up to date with this you might miss something about i might announce in the middle of a podcast today for example that uh, north korea has launched a uh, launched a stink bomb on uh, somewhere or other and you won't have hear, heard that till now you'll be behind on the news and you won't be able to make preparations you won't be able to get home to your family and dig a hole under your house uh, there's already a hole dug under your house incidentally you don't need to dig a hole uh, there's a hole under your house uh, it's called the basement you just have to lift your house up on out of it and then you have a hole uh, so rather than building a nuclear bunker uh, just have a reliable crane available to lift your uh, should the worst happen you should be have a crane there so you can lift your house out of the hole that has been built in and then jump it into the hole 
hole and cover yourself up with some boards or something, don't worry about the house. If there's a nuclear uh, catastrophe, your house isn't going to be of much use to you. The hole that had, ironically, the hole that you built your house in that you paid practically nothing for is going to be a lot more valuable to you then than the house uh, that you spent hundreds and thousands of euros building. Absolutely, that's the economy for you. The property economy is a load of bollocks. Anyway. There's still more to come on Into Your Head. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you just by sending Neil money. Visit IntoYourHead.com and click on the tip jar to make a once-off donation. IntoYourHead.com If you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in this program, email studio at IntoYourHead.com Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Matchstick Cats! Matchstick Cats! Matchstick Cats! Matchstick Cats and stuff! Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com I don't know if you realise it, or maybe it's not even true where you are at the moment, uh, but it's April, uh, April of tw- 2013, uh, the year of the flying car. If I remember rightly from my childhood reading, they said you're going to have flying cars by 2013 or thereabouts. Uh, you're going to have cars flying all over the place, and not just in a Dukes of Hazard way where they jump over bumps in the road and go flying. Uh, that's not the sort of flying or maybe it was was it i don't know i don't know and you're going to have food pills as well you're going to have pills crammed with food to take the medicine out they basically get placebo pills but fill them up with food uh can you have placebo food pills i wonder can they say oh uh, this may or may not contain food uh because that would be useful for dieting i suppose if you got some placebo food pills and they said oh each of these is a solid meal and they tell you oh each each of these will fill you up for at least four hours. Uh, just cram one down your gullet. Uh, don't you uh, just swallow uh, Swallow it with water. Sw- swallow some water in it with it. The water will deal with your thirst and it'll stop you choking on the pill which is filled up with turkey and spinach and all sorts of crap. It's got all your favourites in it. Uh, your feds being spe- specially modified to suit your special needs they'll tell you. And you say why has it got placebos written on the are and they'll say oh that's just to make you think it's a placebo it's a double placebo effect uh, we tell you that it's a placebo so you think it's a placebo uh, but it's not and you'll say well now you've just told me it's not a placebo uh, and the doctor will say of course I have you're not supposed to tell people that it's a placebo you tell them it's not a placebo if you tell them it's a placebo then that defeats the purpose uh, don't be fucking ridiculous and you'll say oh fair enough uh, fair enough and what about the flaw cars and the doctor will say well that's not really my area I'm a general medical practitioner I don't really have anything to do with flying cars although I do have a particularly uh, particularly flashy car but that's none of your business what I spend spend my income on is none of your business uh, just as if you're doing a podcast and the listeners contribute to it and you spend some of the money on a on a robotic cat that's none of their business uh, and you say oh uh, how would the listeners contribute and the doctor will say well presumably they'll go to into your head 
www.amazon.com and click on the tip jar and the Amazon shopping links and use the various other shopping links where they can buy all sorts of crap. They can get prescription glasses online, uh, they can get pet supplies, uh, all sorts of other stuff, uh, even dream host uh, hosting deals. Uh, they can't buy flying cars though. Ho, 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 there's a little joke for you for your uh, funny podcast. And then you'll punch him. He'll punch him in the face. And then you'll say, that podcast has nothing to do with me. I'm just a fella a character in it. And the doctor will say, well, so am I. Uh, I think that make, means it's a lot to do with you and me if we're characters on. If we only exist in the podcast, that's like saying the universe has nothing to do with me. Uh, when you live in it, you exist in the universe. And then you'll have to agree with him and apologize for punching him. And the doctor will say, does that mean you're apologizing for punching uh, me because you were wrong about uh, flying cars or whatever you're talking about you should apologize for punching me because it's wrong to punch people not just because uh, you misunderstood me and you say i suppose you have a point there uh, but this isn't a debate it's supposed to be a medical examination so examine me now and the doctor says no you examine me i'm the one with a fresh uh, punch wound here and you say but i'm not a doctor and the doctor will say uh, well i'm not a flying cars expert so i think equal. I'm Shania Greiger with a look at today's newspapers to save you from having to read them online. We begin this morning with The Irish Catholic, which announces that it plans to rebrand as The Irish Catholics if the latest circulation figures, due out tomorrow, confirm its acquisition of a second reader. The Sunday Business Post reports that the European Union is planning to force governments to implement a blanket ban meaning in future stores will only be able to sell duvets and undersheets. It's thought that the measure will reduce carbon emissions from the Magdalene laundries or something. Metro AM has the touching story of Harry the Cat, who came home after being missing for over 25 years, only to find that his owners had been brutally murdered in their beds in the late 1990s. Police archaeologists are carrying out post-mortem on the bodies, which are believed to have been found in an advanced state of fossilisation. The ISPCA is quoted as saying that this is a timely reminder to check on your neighbour's pets during the current extended cold snap. However, the newspaper goes on to assure readers that Harry has been placed in the care of a foster family and is doing fine. Yay, cats! The Irish Daily Mirror reports that the two tourists killed in a freak defrosting accident at the weekend have been named and will be posthumously christened later in the month before being deported. While the Irish Times celebrates the 50th anniversary of its famous cryptic crossword with a front page edition of the ever popular puzzle, accompanied by clues which, when solved, reveal the main news headlines of the day. Later editions of the Sky Sports News Channel, print edition, carry this morning's announcement that gamesmanship is to become a fully-fledged Olympic event, starting with the 2016 Summer Games. Meanwhile, the Irish Daily Funday Sun alleges that Pope Francis has resorted to using blessed wine to remove his predecessor's drool from the papal apartment. And the Irish motorist devotes its entire front page to the caption, Spoiler alert! with an explanation on page two that the publication has brokered a major sponsorship deal with DC Exhausts. Finally, 
the Farmer's Journal leads with the news that farmers are being advised to pre-season and taste their cows before sending them for slaughter to increase their chances of breeding a winning MasterChef dish. I'm Shawnee Groga and that's what the newspapers look like today. If you have them summarised and read to you by a seasoned newscaster with a first-class honours degree in broadcast journalism from the University of Life. Don't forget to join me tonight for Sean Ugrega on television, when I'll be asking a panel of commentators whether media nasal-gazing is getting out of hand. That's Sean Ugrega on television, tonight at 10pm on Radio 1. But for now, a very good evening to you. Yay, cats! Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming, shit-eating, piss-piling, uh, cider-drinking, uh, printer-running-out-of-inking, uh, what else? I don't know. Running out of inspiration in this room, quite frankly. There's not enough to look at in this. Maybe I should put in some stuff to look at. Uh, but would that amount to a series of distractions then? I don't know. Uh, which is better when you're being creative? To have stuff to look at uh, or to have uh, no distractions? whatsoever. I suppose having something to look at doesn't automatically make it a distraction. Just as having something grown in your garden uh, that you didn't put there doesn't automatically make it a weed. Although I consider everything in my garden to be a weed. Especially the grass. Fucking grass is starting to grow again now. It's a weed. It needs to be stumped down and killed. It needs to have petrol poured on it and set I'd I'd pour petrol on it and set it on fire if it wasn't in the residential area. Uh, my house, uh, the area around my house is a residential area because it surrounds my uh, house. Uh, oh, uh, something, something. Oh, now that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting now. Uh, I can't read you out the text that I just got from my wife in the next room. Uh, suffice to say, uh, being uh, being illegal. That's illegal. What my wife just stated. If she's listening to this now, uh, what you just texted me is illegal. It's Ill- against the laws of this land and cannot be broadcast on the internet. Uh, where was I? Uh, oh yes, I was talking about distractions. Uh, bored with that now. Anyway, two distractions walk into a bar. One of the distractions goes straight up to the bar counter and then crosses over to the cigarette machine to have a look at it because it seems to have new buttons on. There seems to be new buttons on the cigarette machine and the barman comes over behind him. He says, hello, sir, can I help you? Uh, that machine is for customers only. Uh, it's illegal for me to allow you to use that if you're not a customer, I'm afraid. Uh, I know what you're going to say there. You're going to say, if I buy something from the cigarette, machine I'm a customer but oh you're not doesn't work like that I'm afraid I realize it's a bit silly and probably untrue uh, but this is if we're in a fictional bar here so we can make up the rules as we go along uh, anyway uh, what can I get you and the uh, man uh, in front of the man behind the bar uh, well he's not behind it well he is behind the bar he's shouting over why would he leave his bar just to go over to a fella at the cigarette machine that's obviously not too far away no Oh, he'd uh, shout, or oh, he'd discreetly shout over. Uh, anyway, the distraction says, uh, What the frigging hell is going on here? And the man behind the bar says, Where? And the distraction says, Up there, and points up at the ceiling. And the barman looks up at the ceiling and he says, That's not a ceiling, that's a, uh, that's a glass roof. That's a glass roof. Although I suppose it's technically it's a ceiling as well, if there's no further ceiling underneath it. But no, it's a glass roof. 
Uh, what you're looking at there is white clouds in the sky. Maybe it looks like a ceiling to you. And the distraction says, I'll have a pint of your finest Guinness, please. And the man behind the bar says, certainly, sir. Would you like some change for the cigarette machine? And the distraction says, uh, where's your toilet? And the barman says, uh, oh, it's in the, uh, it's in, right, it's just off my bedroom. It's an ensuite. And the distraction says, no, I meant in here. And the barman says, oh, it's just over there. It's the room with toilets written on it. And the uh, distraction says, uh, what time is it? And the barman says, uh, it's time you got a watch. Ho, 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 that's a little joke for you. And the distraction says, uh, what do you think of the political economic situation in Outer Mongolia? And the man behind the bar says, that'll be eight euros and 75 cents, please. And the distraction uh, says, oh, look over there. And then takes his point in the and a great night is had by all. That was a load of crap. That was a load of po- crap. Uh, in an ideal world, we'd edit it out. But well, I haven't even edited it in yet, so we can't do that. So we're going to have to put it in anyway. You can't edit something out until you've edited it in. It's not going to be there otherwise. How can you get rid of something that's not there? That's like saying, uh, that's like saying I'm going to get rid of all uh, cat murders that happen in the North Pole. Uh, if they're not happening, you can't get rid of them that's a problem you can't deal with problems that don't exist that's why the world has so many problems all these problems that don't exist are not getting dealt with because no one knows it's like the it's like antimatter people don't know how to look at antimatter or black matter and black holes and stuff because they don't exist and they think how can we find out whether they exist uh, they can't because they don't uh, so they just go unused and ignored anyway good morning good morning